Welcome everybody to the God is Awesome podcast. My name is Aaron. I'm your host today. And we in this podcast go over um, regular Christians testimonies about how God has impacted and shaped their life. Today we got Sherry on the mic. We got Sherry in the podcast. Sherry, say what's up to everybody. Hi guys, how are you? Hope everybody's having a blessed Sunday. Um, we, we, before we get started and throw you into the podcast here, um, mm -hmm. just want to let everyone know just to be able to subscribe to us on iTunes and rate us and all that good stuff. It helps the podcast rank up and you know get more reach and all that and invite people to the group. Um, yes, got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a Facebook group for sure. Um, all right, Cherry, I guess there's, I mean, how we start off, we just, I just kick it over to you about an origin story. An origin story is, you know, where are you, where are you coming from? What was your mindset before Christ? Um, you know, like kind of shaping, uh, who were you before you met Christ? Um, well, I was born in Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica, and I went to a Catholic school called Holy Childhood. And in that school, we were introduced to god um you know we did a lot of prayer a lot of worship um i loved it because you know we prayed when we got in in the morning we prayed before lunch we prayed when we got back from lunch we prayed before we left for the day and there was a part in the morning where all the grades will line up outside um and sing you know gospel music mm -hmm. so that was a big part i love that part of my life um and we didn't really go to church as i was a kid I, you know we didn't go to church a lot well, I don't think we went to church. I went to church with my sister. Um, she used to go to a Pentecostal church, and she would bring me and my little sister to church with her. But that stopped. We didn't go that much anymore. Um, so I, there was always God in our lives, but it was never something that, you know, like consistent. Where when we were at home, we did pray before we ate, but it wasn't like something that we learned every single day. Gotcha. Um, it was like something you guys did is like uh like on the weekends or something yeah no we didn't go to church on the weekends <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, you know we didn't it was it was nothing about everything wasn't about um god in our household okay. it was more about family so our family would get together for everything and we would gather together and you know stuff like that but it wasn't about going to church and it wasn't the main focus of our lives okay um um, so how we came to America is that my dad got ill and he suffered from diabetes when he was younger and also um, had kidney failure. So he ended up coming to Miami to get treatment, dialysis and all that. And then, um, you know, eventually we moved here so that he would he was in Jamaica when we moved here in 1991. Mm -hmm. But he was supposed to come up Christmas um, you know, after we moved, we, you know, my mom got us settled into school and all that. And then um, the day before he was supposed, the day he was supposed to come here, which was two days before Christmas, he passed away. My sister went to pick him up, like to, went to wake him up for, to get him ready to get on the plane. And he was already dead. So that was devastating for us as a family um, because he was our rock. He was everything. He, he was even a dad to many people that, didn't you know weren't related to us he just was that person so we had to fly back to Jamaica the same day which was December 23rd 1991 um to get everything arranged for his you know funeral and all that stuff um so so how old how old were you I was 12 and and so just one morning you your sister tried to wake him up and he 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, my sister, my sister, two of my sisters and my one of my brothers, we I'm a family of seven. There's seven of us. <clears throat> and she, you know, she was coming, she was taking care of him while my mom was up here taking making sure that me and my other sisters and everybody was in school. And yeah, she went to go wake him up and he already passed away and the so, day he was here. And so you you guys left on the airplane? Yeah, we went straight there. And that's another thing that I want to say how God, you know, God is awesome in so many different parts of my life, but we were on the next flight. Normally that would never happen for five of us to get on a flight. We got there. Everything was already laid out for us. Hmm. We just had to make phone calls and we had tickets in 30 minutes. We were on the next flight out to go to Jamaica, (laughs) which was very weird. And, um, you know, when my dad passed away, we came back to America and I, First of all, coming from Jamaica to America was very, very difficult for me because there was a big culture change. And especially coming from Jamaica to Port St. Lucie, where there was nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, my mom worked a lot of hours. So there, there I was in a new place with a place much different from where I was coming from because it was very strict in Jamaica here. Everything seemed more laid back. You know, then I started getting into the trouble. <laughs> so what, what do you um, mean by trouble? What does that mean? Like just, I think, hanging out with the wrong crowd, doing the wrong thing, started lying to my mom about where I was or, so, you know, just different things, I think. So how did the loss <laughs> of your dad affect your, your growing up? You were only 12, right? How did it affect- I, was only, I was only 12 and um, it, it affected me greatly. And I think that's one of the reasons why I became... I don't know why I would use something that he was everything to me and I lost him, why I would go into that route of, you know, destruction, if I should say. But I, you know, looking back, I didn't have, you know, my mom, my mom wasn't around because she was working so much. She had to be back in Jamaica taking care of things. My brother and sister were here with me and I was very rude and disrespectful to, you know, like it was just, I was just another, a different person. So what did so, so maybe two questions. How did your mom keep going back to Jamaica? Like, was that just finalizing the 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 lock? Because yeah, we, we still had a house. Yeah, finalizing that, we had a house there. We my dad had his own business there, so everything had to be like taken care of. Sure. So she had to go back there to take care of different things because he, it was it was we were going to be moving here, but it wasn't like our whole lives were going to be separated from Jamaica at that time. Gotcha. You know, I guess he would still have his business and somebody would be running it, but it was just a lot of back and forth for her. And then when she came here, she had to work a lot of hours because, you know, the lifestyle that we had yeah. back in Jamaica is not the same lifestyle that sure. we had here. And that created like a void because she she was dedicating all of her energy elsewhere. And you went into what you what you described as destruction. What do you mean by uh, self destruction? Well, I was just you know when you, okay. So first of all, when you come to well, for me when I came to this country, it was a lot different. The whole lifestyle was different. So you meet people. Well, first of all, when I came here, it was kind of like people are like, "Oh, you're from Jamaica. You can speak patois." You know, like, "Oh, say something in Jamaica for me." And then it became, you know people were interested in me and wanted to know about my culture but I started just doing the you know like liking the wrong boys doing the wrong thing lying about where I was going to be skipping school getting caught you know stuff like that so just a rebellious Um, attitude after like you had such a tight family um ecosystem then you started just being rebellious mm -hmm. 12 and up 
Okay. Yeah. And I was the, I think I was the only one out of everybody who was acting like that. I was sure. very, very bad. Um, so that led into me getting into a very bad relationship with, um, who is my kid's dad now. Okay. I got pregnant when I was 16, um, which was, you know, I wouldn't say that, um, my family looked down on me for it, but I'm sure it wasn't something that they expected, you know, so for me to be true. pregnant at 16. Was this part of the rebellion then, uh, like four years rebellion, later? Rebellion, yep. Going out, you know, hanging out with people I shouldn't have been. The, gotcha. um, okay. You know, my kid's dad was six years older than I was. Um, so, of course, that was, you know, bad too. Yeah. Very bad. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I didn't care. I didn't care what anybody had to say. Everybody, you know, was telling me I shouldn't be with them, you know. Um, you know, trying to steer me in the right direction. But sure. I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. It was nobody nobody could tell me anything at that point I was just stuck in my own head doing my own thing and no matter how much I was hurt or whatever I just kept still going on and on with it what, so. what did what went through your mind as a pregnant 16 year old like well I was scared first of all I didn't know I was pregnant until I was like four months because I didn't know what my body was telling me I was 16 I had no idea. Then finally, I went to the doctor, found out, and I told my sister, who is six years older than I am, and I was like, I'm pregnant. I don't know what I'm going to do. And she was like, well, you have to tell mommy. And I told my mom, and she's like, I already knew. I was just waiting for you to tell me. And I'm like, well, I wish you would have told me because I didn't know I was. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been nice if you would have told me. <laughs> she's like, I already knew. She thought maybe she thought I was keeping it from her. Maybe she thought I was keeping it from her. I really wasn't. I really didn't know what was going on with my body. And I was scared. I <laughs> so um, immediately, I wanted to drop out of school. Uh -huh. I was embarrassed. Sure. Um, I didn't want to go to school pregnant. I didn't want to do this. And she was like, no, you are going to school. No matter what, this is what you this is what you decided to do. This is your life now. And this is what you're going to, you know, this is what's going to happen. You're going to go to school. Yeah. So I did go to school. And I was, of course, looked at. Yeah, we, by everybody. You, you were big belly then, you know, like for, I mean, going into it, I mean. Yeah. How, how, well, I really thank, thank you, God. <laughs> I didn't really, I only gained 11, months, 11 pounds when I was pregnant with both of my kids. And so when I went there, nobody really could tell I, I was, but people that knew me knew that I was. And um, even when I went back, even when I had my daughter and I went back to school, people actually thought that I lost the baby because they didn't know I was that far along. But um, huh. it, it, was, it was a very big challenge for me because I did not want to go through that. I wanted to hide. I didn't want anybody to see me. I didn't, you know, I was embarrassed of sure. my action. I was embarrassed that I was probably the only 16 year old girl pregnant in high school walking around with a big belly. Cause I, I didn't see anybody else. It was just me at that time. Yeah. So, yeah. And so was, you didn't you hear know, any, no gossip, no, nothing kind of just, of course, of course. There was a lot of gossip. Oh, really? oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's, but that was my thing. I had to, and I, I didn't, I, I had a couple friends in high school. That was it. I didn't have a lot of friends. And I still don't have a lot of friends now. My family is mostly my friends sure. because I know what gossip can be like. And it's not that I, I don't open myself up to friendship either. It's just that, you know, my family, I have a big family and to separate my time with family and friends that I don't really have that. And my kids, you know, it's really hard for me. So I never really had a lot of friends, but yes, there was a lot of gossip in school. It was very embarrassing. Is that still and, Do you still feel like that today? Like you don't want a lot of friends? No, not that I don't want a lot of friends, but I have, 
I don't know. I have what God has put in my life. You know, like I have friends that I talk to all the time and there's friends that I talk to once in a while, mm -hmm. but I don't really have a big friendship base. Gotcha. Like my, you know, I don't, yeah, my, I have like, like I said, six brothers and sisters. So they you keep me busy and my kids are my nieces and nephews. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. But in high school, I just really, it was my sister and what, you know, a couple of other friends that I had. Gotcha. So, so, but then so you your pregnancy gave birth, and so mm -hmm. yeah, what happened after? So what happened after? Had to get a job. Had to start taking care of my daughter, which was very hard for me. I didn't know how to, and I would say to my mom that she doesn't, you know, like she would try to intervene, and I would like, you don't know everything. <laughs> let me let me take care of my daughter the way I want to take care of my daughter. <laughs> you know, like just that. You know, you don't want anybody to get involved. But I, I don't know why I was like that either, because my mom was very helpful. She did everything that she could for me, yeah. you know, so but I had that mentality. And if I did something wrong and somebody told me that I should do it, I would just I was just very erratic. I didn't have any calmness about me. I was just angry Restless. or just, you know, rude, like just, you know, just I don't looking back. I don't like how I was. <laughs> I was very, very rude. And I was like, and then. You know, the guy that I was with, he ended up having kids. You know, my daughters, thank God, they're good. You know, they're very close with their brothers and sisters. But he had another, he had a child before I gave birth with somebody else. Um, and then I tried to separate from him. I was like, listen, I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to do this. So um, he didn't, he didn't agree with it. And, you know, things led on. And then I got pregnant with the other daughter. Um so, so, so two kids sorry. by him. Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm losing I'm losing the timeline. So yeah, so you're saying? Um, can you explain that to me again? Um, you it was just it was one guy at 16, and then another, and then you yeah, had another one guy. Yeah, one guy, and I was with him for a long time. And even though he wasn't present in my first daughter's life, I would just allow him to come and go in my life as he pleases. Gotcha. Kind of okay. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I knew he wasn't good for, I knew he wasn't good, but it wasn't something that I could just break off or I felt guilty about breaking off or whatever the case may be. We just kept going on. And, I, you know, at one point I didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't feel good about it. And I was telling him no. And he tried to persuade me that this, we should be together. And I'm like, no. And then things, like I said, things led on. And then I got pregnant with my other daughter. Why, and why when, not? Why when I got you, pregnant with my other Why didn't you feel hmm? good about it? Why didn't you feel good about it? Because um, he was going back and forth between me and somebody else. Oh, okay. You know, he had he had he had somebody else pregnant at the same time that I was pregnant. Mm, okay. And he was go going back and forth between us, and I didn't I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good. Yeah. And as a mom, you know, of my brand new daughter, I was like, I wouldn't want that for my kid. And I just started thinking differently, and I was like, I don't want this. Yeah. But I ended up getting pregnant from him again, one two, and then. Um, this is how I believe God saved me from this relationship. And for the other relationship that I got into is that even though it sounds bad, he got arrested for something. And that was my chance to get away. Mm, sure. Because I didn't know how to do it on my own. I didn't want to listen. And if, if, if I did it on my own, then I would have said everybody else was right. And they knew everything. And here I was in the same situation that I was not happy with that everybody warned me about before. And if I would have given it up, then it would be like, Oh, well, I told you this yeah. was right. And I didn't want anybody to be right about my life. 
And you've got a you know, so I wanted to be make the own decision. Yeah. <laughs> so I stayed in a I stayed in that relationship for the wrong reasons, I for, think. It but sounds like 16, pride. 17. Yeah. It, it sounds like pride over there, right? It yeah. sounds like you know, you didn't want to prove people right and you didn't want to be wrong. Yeah, that's what it was. That's rough. That's rough. So, so where does so where does that take you now in your story? So that takes me now from leaving one relationship to another where this guy that my kids dad was, I probably would say more emotionally abusive to a physically abusive relationship to where I was beaten to, I don't, I would, I don't want to say almost death, but beaten really, really bad. And my sister is the one that found out about it. My oldest sister that lives in Jamaica, she found out about it and she tried to get me the help that I wanted to get out. I still wouldn't listen. How did she? I don't know it? what it was. I would not listen to anybody. She found out because she saw the bruises. So, or I, I don't know. She did not say the bruises. Uh, there was an incident when I was, uh, we were driving on Port St. Lucie Boulevard and he was basically punching me in my arm to where somebody that was driving on PSO Boulevard saw it and called the cops. And then I had to call my sister. So she didn't see the bruises, but there were, there were bruises. And she was like, I had to tell her what was going on at that point, but it had been going on for a long time. Why did you And um, again, I would not leave. I don't know what it was. I cannot tell you why. I don't, I don't know why <laughs> I would not leave. I would make excuses for them though. They're, they're going through things. He didn't mean it. You know, everything you can think of. And again, going back and forth until he was arrested. And I was like, mm -hmm. that is my way out. And I, I feel like, I don't know if I could, if I'm saying this right or not, but I feel like those are the times where I needed saving, yeah. but only God could have saved me. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that happened. And then what else do I need? <laughs> um, so no. those things happen. And those things, I think, form my well, character. Like for a long time, I was just, um, don't, I don't want to let anybody in after that, you know, but it's like, I could never be alone. So I needed, I always needed to have some, like a, a man, you know, to have somebody in my life to make me feel whole, which hmm. none of those relationships made me feel whole. Not, well, no, no relationship that I've been in, even though I'm married now, does not make me feel whole. Yeah. No. Sure. I found out. I found that out. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, it's only it's only it's only God who does that. And I just want to say that. Right. Exactly. No, I mean, the reason why, like, there's this, the the man is put in this relationship with uh, the wife is that. Sorry. Yeah. So so, God should never do that. <laughs> A man should never do that. I'm sorry. It's, break, it's, break, it's breaking. It's breaking up again. Sorry. <laughs> Can you hear me now? <laughs> Can you hear me now? I can hear you. It's just the, it just keeps going in and out. Yeah. Um, well, I just want to. So, yeah. I just want to let you know mm -hmm. that guys should never have to do that or resort to that. Um, yeah. That's it's ugly. It's really ugly, and it's and a stain on you know what God created the family to be. Uh, but let's continue. Yeah. I mean, you you got saved out of these toxic relationships. You're you're now learning that um, mm -hmm. a relationship doesn't make you whole. Where does this take you now? Um, well, 
let's see. We're, we're going to talk about my mom's death because that had a big impact on my life as well. Um, my mom got sick. I can't tell you exactly. Day. I don't, I'm not good with timelines, to be honest. But I know that maybe it was like 2005, 2006, my mom got really sick. And she also had diabetes. Um, she suffered from kidney failure. And one day, you know, God brought all my brothers and sisters together, except my brother that lives in Jamaica, um, to go to her doctor's appointment with her um, to find out if she's going to go on dialysis or not. And when the doctor looked at my mom, they basically said she needs to go and have dialysis today. She needs to be admitted into the hospital today. Hmm. And thank God he brought us all together to go through that because it was very rough because she basically almost died on her first dialysis. But, you know, her health went on. She had to be on strict dialysis. Um, she passed away in 2008, March 25th, five days after my birthday. And she died in my arms. No. Oh, man. So that was rough. And, you know, that, that took me to drinking every day <laughs> to try to get away the, the flashbacks. Not that I wasn't, I don't think I was in a, a bad place but I was using something to cover up my pain. So I think, so I wanted to be strong for everybody else, but I was hurting my own. So I was in a dark place for that. Then um, in 2013, my niece died in a car accident. Um, that was painful for all of us because she was not just our niece, she was our sister, our cousin, you know, very close to us. And I questioned myself, I had been in so many car accidents in my life. I'm like, why didn't I die in those car accidents? Why did she have to die? She was building up so many things. Um, and then a year later, my brother-in-law passed away and he had been in our family for 22 years. He was my, one of my sister's husbands and he was at work one day, fell, hit his head and died immediately and you know his daughter was you know in her teenage years he had another daughter that was you know just 10 or something i can't remember uh, maybe she was 11 but you know the, we had a we had a series of serious deaths that went on in our family yeah. and when when you think about my mom and dad passing it was kind of like you had to prepare yourself for it you knew it was going to come you knew they were sick but i think those two had a rough, you know, had a rough impact on us. And that is a dark place that not only I am in, but my family, you know? Sure. sure. And sure. I don't know. It's so, yeah. yeah, it's very hard, but I'm trying to pull through. And that's why I decided to do this because um, last year sometime, I can't, if it, it, it was impactful to me, but I don't remember. But Zeus sent me a, a sermon that he did. And that's when I started to come back to church every day because I knew I read the Bible, I read the New Testament, I prayed every day, but it wasn't enough. You know, you I felt still empty. Yeah. So what changed? Um, that. <clears throat> well, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I don't know how to say what changed. I don't know. I, I just made a decision that I was going to start going back to church because I realized it wasn't what I was doing on my own wasn't working. Mm. So I started going back to church. Then um, they came up with the 40 days of 
prayer. So I started doing that. And then I joined Missy and Jeff's community group because I want to start revolving my life around God. Yeah. Why? Of all the things, like why God? <laughs> I need to. Yeah, we all do. I need him every day. Yeah. And I'm trying. I even said to myself, I wish there was a church service every day. <laughs> because I need I'm I need it every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's you know, living living life, you know, going through your stuff or whatever, but just everyday life has so much pressure on you. And to see when Pastor Scott talks about the stuff here, you know, you have to see the long run. So yeah. I see the long run, so I need to make the steps to do it. Yeah. Well, so that's how that's what I wanted to say. That's why I think God is awesome because he never left me. Um, and he's providing all these different tools for me to get close to him. So it's just a matter of me making a decision to do it. Yeah. But God, like when I was asked to do this, (laughs) God's never left you, you know? I know. I know. He's, 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 yeah. He's always been there for you, church service or not. You know? Well, well, now I can say that because I look back at my life and there is not one thing. I mean, I, I, I have suffered loss. I have never suffered a loss greater than somebody else. I have never done anything worse than somebody else, or maybe I have done something worse. But um, we, I, I think what I'm trying to say is that all these, also all these events, he has laid out either a rescue for me um people in my life to to be my earth angels to say you need to do this or something may happen to help somebody i i know that he's never left me but i have i have never before relation i didn't know i could have a personal relationship with god until you know when i okay so i used to go to word of the cross um that's how i met Zeus. Um, Zeus is one of my husband's good friends. Mm-hmm. So I started to go to Word on the Cross. And then when we started going to Sunlight, it was very different. And my daughters used to go to Word on the Cross with me. And they liked it because of the whole atmosphere, the vibe, everything. And yeah. when we started going to Sunlight, I didn't used to go to Sunlight as much. But when I used to work for the treatment center, and they said, who would volunteer to, to bring people to church? I would always volunteer. And I would always bring the, the, um, the clients to Sunlight. But it was never something I would do consistently. It would be just something sporadic. If I felt down, I would go. It, it was never. It was never about going every time to learn. It was just about to make to make something feel better. Because I had before Word of the Cross or anything. I used to go to church like for Easter or Good Friday, but they never preached the gospel, so I never. I never heard the gospel before. It was always about if you do this, you're going to go to hell. If you know, it was always about the law. Yeah. It was never about the gospel and how Jesus died for you and you're saved and you're free. You know, I never heard that before until I started going to Word of the Cross, and you know, then I started having a different insight on on how everything was. But it still wasn't grasping to me. Yeah, it still wasn't grasping to me until. Like I said, I, you know, I, I asked Zeus, I said, I want to start reading the Bible. And he said, start with the New Testament. 
And so I did, and I read the whole New Testament, and I highlighted, and I underlined, and, you know, things that made a difference in what I was reading. But And I thought I knew it all just by reading the Bible and praying. But I realized there was something something else that I needed. And I do want to, you know, I do want to build on my relationship with God. I That's why I'm, you know, trying. I'm like, I, you know, I'm trying my best to to build this relationship with God so I can get through the rough times, you know, with, you know, with my kids and my husband and my family, I need to, I need him to get through it. And he's never left me at all. And it was one of the story I wanted to share before I go. I don't know if I'm running out of time, if I'm talking too much. No, no, you're <laughs> but, fine. Um, my cousin, one of my cousins, um, <laughs> one of my cousin's wife, um, I had a thing with dreams and, um, I relied a lot on my dreams because there were some times that a dream, I would have a dream and the next day or the day after something would happen. And I'm like, I dreamt that. And it was all about if somebody was going to pass away or passed away, I would always have a dream. I don't know why. I don't know what it was, but I asked my cousin to have his wife pray with me about it because I didn't, I thought it was negative. I, I felt it was a negative thing that was going on with my mind. Sure. And she prayed with me and she asked me, she says, tell me about a time that you felt alone that Jesus, you didn't think that God was around. And I went back to a time where I was maybe 10 years old or so. And I was a home alone with the lady that was watching me. And my dad was home and he was sick at the time before he passed away. And he started having a seizure and I've never, never seen somebody have a seizure. So, you know, the, the lady was panicking and she was like, oh, my God, he's having a seizure. And I, I ran back there and I just saw my dad having a full blown seizure and I was scared out of my mind. And I started going to the, I went to the phone and we had just got a phone in Jamaica because in for most of my life in Jamaica, we didn't even have a telephone. <laughs> so I just had a phone and I don't even know how I remember these phone numbers, but I was calling everybody all my aunts, my uncles. I was calling everybody to tell them that my dad was having a seizure because my mom was out at the market with my brother getting groceries. And as soon as I was calling my last aunt, my mom pulled up in a taxi with my brother. And I was like, daddy's dead, daddy's dead. I remember saying it, I'm like, she was like, what? And I, they pulled him out, the taxi driver, my brother, you know, they pulled him to, into the taxi and they took him to the hospital. And when she told me, when I told her about that, she goes, close your eyes and think about, where do you see Jesus? And I thought it was very weird because I've never, you know, she's telling, you know, she's doing this with me. And I said, well, I saw him, I, I said, he was there with me the whole time. He was telling me the phone numbers to dial and he helped bring my father to the taxi. Wow. And that's how I see him in my past where he was not even acknowledged. That's what he was doing. Yeah, just with you. So, so a long road and um, longer still, yeah. but you know that yes <laughs> you know he's 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 always been with you and um that's some tough stuff that's a, the relationships and the death and the loss and the darkness it's the rebellion yeah he's always been with you and i just want i just want to i i just want to build on my relationship with him and i know that he never leaves me but i don't feel like for me that i have given I have given 
the time that I needed for myself to get to know him. And my from what I for my future, I just want to be able to, you know, become a member of Sunlight, um, be a part of whatever I can to serve because that's what that's what I want to do. Yeah. Not just not just going to church and you know singing with you guys and praying with you guys and listening to you guys preach, but I want to be a part of something. So that that helped me a lot. So that's why I joined that group, and I love the people in the group. Um, I love going there. It's something I look forward to doing on Friday night. So I'm just I'm me on my journey. I'm just just getting started, and I can't wait to see what he has in store for me. Absolutely. Let's uh let's finish off this interview with the one last question. Yes. Why do you think God is awesome? I think God is awesome because He saves, um, He rescues, He forgives. And he loves us infinitely. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Sherry, thank you so much for sharing. It's tough, and um, I, I feel honored. You know, this is like uh, this is um, holy ground that we're walking in. You know, where God is, God has um, been in your life. And so, yeah. um, you guys, if you, if you listen to this uh, interview and you find it, um, you know, you want us to support her and pray for her. Uh, as she goes through life, like all of us. If you know anyone who is going through the same stuff, um, please share this kind of uh, share this testimony with them. Um, invite them to the group, and so we could get, you know we could pray for them and be there for each other. That's what this whole thing's about. Anyway, guys, um, thank you, Sharon. Thank you, thank you very much, Aaron, for um, having me, and thank you, Zeus, for asking me to do this because I wouldn't have done it if you wouldn't have asked. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you guys. thank you for coming on this podcast. Thanks, you guys, for watching. Thank you. Um, We'll talk to you guys next time.